0: me, I have such a personal attachment to my photos that you don't really know what is, uh, what is best or what is, I don't know. For instance, in this case, the, the aim of the book is to, to sell, obviously. So I don't really know what, what pictures will sell more. I just know which pictures I like.
1: Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl platform dedicated to art and the exploration of the creative process. In this episode, I had the chance to talk to the incredible Andres Gallardo. Andres is a photographer based in Estonia who's created an extensive portfolio of images that highlight the beauty of architecture. His book, Urban Geometry, is a retrospective of images taken in 20 different cities since 2013 as a beautiful body of work. I had an amazing time talking to Andres and I really hope you enjoy this interview. The best place to start? Is um, tell us a little bit about how you became a photographer. All
0: right, so uh, it all started for me in 2012. Um, well, maybe even one year earlier. I when I was uh, I turned 30 years old. Then my mother and my brother they thought to give me some some gift that is a bit more special, you know. So they came to me and asked me, "Okay, you're turning 30, so maybe we." would like to give you something more special. So if you have any ideas, let us know." And I had at, at the moment, at that moment, I had no idea what what I could ask or I didn't have any needs. So I I forgot and I I didn't ask anything. And of course, this is not what a mother, uh, mothers cannot, cannot take a no for an answer. So she really wanted to give me something special. So uh, one year after for my birthday, they gave me a photo camera which was the first uh, DSLR camera I ever had, uh, and well, and then I had no idea how how to use it, or I literally had no idea what was I don't know, like how to change the aperture, how to, like shutter speed. I had zero knowledge of photography, so then I I started to practice, and then I I saw the interest in it. I, I yeah, it the interest was starting to. And then I, the more I practiced, the more I got hooked with it. And then I started to see some, to watch some tutorials. So I learned on my own, my own, always with help of friends or tutorials. But I never really studied it like properly. And uh, and then yeah, this is how, how it started. Yes
1: yeah it's really amazing because I yeah because when I looked at your bio it said you're self-taught and I was like oh that's really interesting because um photography can be quite a technical yeah a very technical career like I'm a photographer myself and I study photography um so it can be very technical and it can be very um yeah there's a lot of debate about technology you know the kind of technical aspects But so what were like the biggest challenges you had to face learning yourself
0: um learning myself well of course, in the beginning, I didn't know what uh, sort of photos I would like to do, so I was just going out on the streets and I don't know making pictures of dogs or you know mostly like street photos because uh, the streets are there for you to make photos. It's it's much easier. Uh, but uh, but I also practice a little bit with uh, studio photography because I was involved in um, in some model agencies. I was doing some scouting. So I had the access to like EOS, and then we had to prepare also some materials for some of the models. So sometimes I I did some test shoots, which it was very challenging for me because I had uh, no idea how the, how to handle the lights, artificial lights, how to uh, how to get the most out of it, or, or even how to get anything out of it, because I really didn't have this knowledge the only photos I had done back then was kind of outdoors photos so this was very challenging and I still don't know much about it because I didn't really put much effort in practicing but uh, and I think uh, this is this is one of the best things of photography in my opinion that there's always something new you can learn so
1: absolutely and that's a really good point actually I didn't think about like the kind of challenge of if you work outside a lot you go into a studio it's a bit like it's a whole nother world
0: yes another big challenge i had once was uh because i do architecture and urban photography so it's it's just me the camera the tripod okay so maybe sometimes i go with a friend or something but i don't really do um i don't have a production team or or i don't have people behind me but once uh this is not so much connected with the learning because i was Already this was a professional shoot, but I had to connect my camera to uh, to laptop so the production team could see my work life. And I have had, I never did that before. I had the day before uh, the shooting, I had, when I learned that these people would want to see the photos from a computer, I had to learn how to connect my camera to the computer. I didn't have the cable, but luckily the production, uh, assistant got me a cable and, and it, it was a bit stressful because I never had people checking my work like on the spot like from a screen but anyway it, it turned out well and people were very uh, I don't know like giving nice feedback and also like trying to be positive and and constructive so it, it turned out very well but it was like a, a moment that I think I will always remember.
1: Yeah I think that's um that's a really good point actually because I don't think you think a lot about the challenges of working with other people particularly if you work by yourself Um, and do you find that you work better by yourself?
0: Uh, Not necessarily Uh, of course is is what I do most and uh, if the thing is I'm very passionate about the kind of photos I do so I will uh, sometimes I go out with some friends who are also very passionate about that kind of photos and then then it's perfect or or is as good, at least it's as good as if I am by myself. But what I don't like is, you know, if a, a person who is not interested in architecture life or or in photography, then going with this person to shoot, to walk the streets, to find architecture, to wait for the right light, to to wait for some, I don't know, somebody to pass on the street, then obviously this person or these people are gonna be bored, tired and, um, and they are gonna, in a way, like slow you down or put the mood down. So, in a way, working working by yourself is easier. Easier, but uh, if you work with the right people, then I think it's better.
1: And it's really interesting because your work is obviously very architectural, very based on places. Um, how has the current COVID-19 pandemic affected your work?
0: Uh, I haven't been uh, anywhere. Uh, since obviously since, since this year so in the in 2018 I spent uh, I went to uh, South Korea and China it was the first time I went to Asia and I was six weeks uh, traveling by, by myself I had some I was invited by a magazine to Korea and then I oh, wow. did some trip uh, to China and then in 2019 I went to I spent two months in Taiwan Plus later on in the end of the year, I visit again South Korea. So uh, this this was uh, what I wanted to do. You know, this is like spending one or two months abroad uh, traveling. This is really how I will see my next years. And in 2020, I had already agreed on an art residency in Iran. Oh, that I will be there for a month, plus I wanted my plan was to stay maybe another month uh, in the country, so yeah, it, it changed a lot. And uh, obviously, two thousand twenty-one is not looking very promising at the moment. <laughs> I
1: have to say, yeah.
0: So yeah, I'm trying to make a, a bit more effort in the local architecture studios to find like more commissions. Uh, I also last year I put a little bit more effort in. Um, in uh, well, I actually created my web store. Make. Uh, some print sales and and last year luckily i got something very good which was uh i got my first book published by a publishing house publishing house from from london so even if it was let's say a bad year uh, there was some positive things happening yes
1: and that's actually really interesting because i guess in a way it probably gave you a nice moment well I say nice but it probably gave you some time to reflect upon your work and reflect upon the direction you can go into.
0: Yes yeah yeah. and something I found very interesting is uh, because I'm so used to have a lot of photos to to go through to edit to uh, to select to publish that there was a moment that I I thought what am I gonna do if I don't uh, go out I don't make photos I don't travel so uh, I found myself going through old photos and uh, and then I I, I published some, uh, like, I, I went through old folders and I normally I publish maybe one series of one place I visit or, or one, one specific building, but now I went through old photos and then I, that maybe I published four years ago and now I, I went through the photos and I saw uh, many interesting photos that I discarded uh, or I didn't back then. So. Since I like we are all evolving uh, as humans or as photographers or as artists, uh, it's very interesting to go through. Uh, sorry, go back in time and analyze like why I chose that that photos which I like, of course, but why I didn't uh, pay any attention to to this other photos. So I'm now publishing quite a lot of photos from uh, the, these past years, uh, and maybe I wouldn't have done this or probably. I wouldn't have time it Would be in no a pandemic and I would be traveling a lot because then I constantly have more new material. But it's always good to check what is old material and also understand why uh, why this didn't call your attention then. Is it because you are, I guess, or because uh, you have different standards? Or uh, This is uh, interesting for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's nice to look back on what you've got. Cause I think sometimes the problem just with being a creative in general is the need to always be creating something. Um and always be creating progressing and creating something new. And I think it's uh I think as creators we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to create something new um all the time.
0: True, true. And also uh, in uh, because with I had a lot of free time, well, free time, a lot of uh let's say like time that I didn't know how to spend since uh there was I had no photos to make or not traveling and so I took a few courses about uh, like product photography and still life photo and then I did like like two personal projects together with a jewelry artist. so we were boor- working in a way that we like a lot of freedom because there was no really expectations and uh, uh, of, of course the, the subject or the yeah, the object was her jewelry which is very organic. So the whole concept was organic, simple. And then um, everything was sh- uh, shot outdoors with the sunlight and shadows and, uh, and very colorful. And so I was photographer. We were both uh, designing the, the set and doing like what it could be, the, like the art direction. Uh, and, I, and it was the first time I did anything like that. And I'm happy because, uh, well, first of all, see like the results. I also like the results, but also some people who comment on my photos, that, uh, they were actually very encouraging. Like, oh, you should do this more often because it was like a very nice, uh, I don't know, like compositions, very nice colors, a lot of positive feedback. So this was uh, a nice push to 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 understand that. Uh, okay, I th- I think my my feel this architecture and urban but i don't want to be limited to that or at least if i enjoy doing something i will not stop from doing it yeah
1: yeah that's great that you decided to explore other avenues and kind of open yourself up a bit more
0: yes i think everything you you learn uh, it can it can it's only going to be positive and uh, some of the uh, knowledge i got from this uh, online course i can always apply to my old photography uh, my, my field, like architecture or urban, because I don't know, new compositions or, or even like sketching and all these things, which I never do, obviously, but it's always good to visualize things before. And when I go to shoot architecture, I don't really, I mean, I, I like to see other photos of the place or renders if they have renders to that they can share with me, but it's a totally different uh, different thing.
1: Yeah. And how do you try and define yourself as a photographer without trying to put yourself in a box?
0: Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. I, I normally just say that I am an architecture and urban photographer because if you like when people enter my, my, my website or my social channels, this is what they see. Uh, but I, I love doing like uh, personal work. In fact, I, I do more personal work than, than, than professional work. Uh, but it's true that is mostly connected with the cities, with uh, urban life, with uh, architecture. And okay, uh, some people might also say there is some street photography, yes, but I barely go out in the nature to make photos. When I go out in the nature, I I don't see the the... Potential of fit as a photography subject, and I don't say it doesn't have it. Of course, it has, and uh, I see amazing uh, nature photos. But I think I don't have, I don't have that, that skills to 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 extract that potential and and uh, show it in photos, or maybe I don't know. It's just not who I am. Uh, but yeah. Uh, even if I don't want to be labeled or put in a box, I think it's very clear that uh, I am an architecture and urban photographer.
1: yeah, I think that's great. I think it's the problem is that with labels that it can become a bit um stifling and you can become trapped in doing a certain style and you obviously you want to evolve as an artist and you want to kind of try new things and be a bit more um, exploratory of what you want of your work. um so yeah I think that's great, and I think that's actually really nice that you've used this time because you know we won't get time like this again really potentially maybe hopefully not um to be able to explore other avenues and explore new things and just try new things mm.
0: yeah and also also work with uh, people from other fields uh, uh you know cooperate in this time in this case was with a jewelry designer or a jewelry maker but i don't know hopefully in the future there will be know, some cooperation with i don't know like a fashion designer or or with uh I don't know, so other creatives that might have a very positive influence on your work.
1: Yeah, and I think that's great because I think that you have a lot of uh, interesting visual insight to offer because your work is really interesting. Like I, I think it's it's so interesting. Like visually, it's just um, it's very striking. I think. Um, I really enjoyed. At least I've really enjoyed looking at it personally. Um, so yeah. So let's actually get into your work mm-hmm. then. So okay, let's get into your work. So, ab uh-huh. in geometry. So. Obviously, this is a book that you published, which is, you know, amazing, by the way, um, I must Thanks. say. So, can, yeah, can you talk a little bit about the series? Like, what kind of what was the catalyst for the series? Um, kind of how did you know that it was kind of the right idea you wanted to turn into a book?
0: Uh-huh. Uh, the, the series started uh, in the period where that I was still, like, going out with my camera and just photographing everything that caught my attention. So... It started, let's say, well, not accidentally, but at least it was not planned. And then uh, I remember the pictures I took here in Tallinn, where I live, they were very, uh, I think on, in the same day I made three or four and it was very dark, uh, dark weather. Like here we have very long winters and, and not uh, a lot of light. So, uh, but. But I don't know, I sort of like the compositions and the, even if it it was not uh, done in black and white, the result was very black and white because of the gray skies and the, you know, like a dark winter here. And then uh, I I think I submitted these photos to some online art group that I was part of. I'm still, I still am, but I'm not very active. But, uh, and then I got very nice feedback from from these guys and then they wanted to publish uh, one or two and then this was uh, like an encouragement and uh, and also uh, my, both my parents are architects so I always had this oh. inf- influence uh, although I I in the when I was a kid and my mother would take me to see when we I was I traveled a lot with my mother and of course she would not take me everywhere to see architecture because kids get tired of, of it. And I was uh, not very patient with architecture, let's say. But I guess sometimes uh, uh, I had to visit some, some some architecture with her. And there was always books at home. So I guess the influence was there. And then uh, the first photos I made, still with my first car, Camera, then that was kind of appealing to me, and and then I started. Um, th- then I didn't have like a wide-angle lens, so all the architecture photos I could do was, I could only make like I don't know details or. But, uh, so this is how the urban geometry started. I was captivated by, by you know details, uh, some some colors, shadows, like small elements.
1: Yeah, because one thing that i find really fascinating about the work is the close-up shots and the kind of the way you get to actually really look at the buildings and explore the kind of the way the glass reflects the light and you know kind of the shapes it makes and it's uh it's super fascinating it's really fascinating i think it's um it's very beautiful because it gives you a whole new appreciation for architecture and buildings because i think you know it's, it's very disregarded i think sometimes you know we all, we you know we all we not we all live in cities but you know we live in cities and we don't think about the buildings we occupy and the space that we have around us. Uh,
0: True. I think uh, most majority of people, they don't pay so much attention of what is uh, built for us or designed for us. Okay, I understand that uh, sometimes things are not very interesting to look at it also. I'm not saying that all architecture is interesting or all, architect- all architecture is nicely designed or thought for, for us, but. There are many things that uh, we just ignore because we are busy or because we are know, focusing on something else. Uh, but sometimes I think it's, it will be nice to... Because one, I really like the compliment that somebody asked me, oh, uh, where is where do you make this photo? And I say the name of the city is, oh, this is in no, no, Milan. Oh, but I live in Milan and I never see these places. And, uh, so in a way, uh, I don't see things that other people don't see I just pay attention to to, to these things. Uh, so it's a bit of like encouraging people to to pay more attention to to architecture, yes.
1: Yeah, about saying, is that the purpose of your work is to uh, make people kind of look up from their phones and kind of look at the world around them and kind of reflect upon the world?
0: Yes. Yeah, I think that could also be like a good way to put it, yes.
1: So you travelled quite extensively for the series.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh, it started here in Tallinn, uh, and I made the first series. And I think then uh, I don't remember what was next, but I think maybe Helsinki, which is, because it's very close. Then maybe Vilnius. And uh, so basically, I started to travel in in Europe. Not not I didn't travel just to make the series. So whenever I had some trips planned with some friends, or if I was visiting uh some other friends then i will always the camera and my goal was always like okay if i go there for i don't know if i go to berlin for four days i want to see my friends i want to have fun i want to, to explore the night but then my goal is to come back with one series so i keep adding cities and cities to the book to the project i didn't know there would be a book uh, and then uh, i but i think the project expanded when i uh, when I quit my my job in 2018, and then I uh, I had the chance to go to South Korea and China because I think that made I gave that gave my project a, a bit more of a international scope or, or wide uh, feeling. Otherwise, it could be a bit maybe too local. Although Europe is is still very big, but I don't know. I think adding. Uh, cities like Beijing, Seoul, Taipei that gives uh, a little bit more uh, uh, like a new dimension plus it also helped me raise interest because i I had my photos also published then in Seoul, in 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 China, in 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 Taiwan. So this gave this gave me a little bit more visibility, which always makes things
1: easier yeah. yeah i think that's what's um super fascinating about it is that is that there's so many places that you've been to that you've taken pictures of that it's quite um it's quite extraordinary actually to be honest because it's like you get a different kind of perspective of each city and that and none of the images are the same um i think that's really nice because it's a very different look on the city like you see a lot of well at least i see a lot of street photography say for instance from say taiwan or something or from china or from, from south korea and it's it's all quite similar or at least it has a kind of certain like a certain theme or a certain sense to it whereas in your work is very different it's focused more on the buildings and the people and i think that's um especially interesting and was there a particular reason that you're drawn to buildings as opposed to say people
0: uh no um well in uh, in the in the book is true that the the um, how to say the the people who, like the designers and the, I don't know if, if I can call it a curator, but when they made the selection of the photos, they, they had the idea that it will look more uh, consistent and maybe stronger uh, if there will be no people in any photo. I have plenty of, of photos uh, with people because uh, I like also the human presence. I also like, it gives a nice, uh, how to say it, it helps you understand the dimensions of the piece if you have a person or or even you have a car or something that you can compare uh and and mostly yeah it brings it, it life if there's people but uh, it's true that uh the book is more about or the project is more about a minimalistic approach uh focusing on the building and trying to capture other elements not not people but but um, I don't have anything because, uh, people passing next to the building, and I, I quite often use it, or, and especially if, if there is like a nice story behind it. You know, if know, like some kids playing, that always is like very interesting. And, and but yeah, it maybe is like a different uh, kind of photography
1: yeah because i think that that's a that's one of the interesting things about photography specifically is that the way you choose to frame the image can really change the meaning of it so for instance like the image before so that you have a picture of building and the image before is going to be completely different to the image after and i think it changed the whole kind of dynamic of the meaning of your work so it's actually really interesting to hear that you actually did shoot more images of people because obviously judging from what i've seen and from what i've seen from the book that it seems to be buildings, but that's actually really quite interesting so what do you normally do with all the images that you don't show
0: well i i i store all my images i i probably have lost some of the uh, images that i took in the beginning obviously because i think you don't uh, see the value yet of uh, you know but uh, i still have i have i don't delete photos. i might delete something on camera, if I see that I don't know, like that it was uh, moving or or it was not in focus. But when I bring back the photos and put them in my computer, and now I'm trying to put everything into the cloud. I I like to keep them because, and I'm very happy because, as I mentioned before, now I go through all the photos who I discarded or not uh, gave enough value in the like some years ago, and now I I see like very interesting material. So. I I keep them and I have a lot of uh, terabytes of material that eventually I imagine, yeah. eventually one day I I hope not but it might be lost or something but uh, yeah it's, I always try to keep as much as possible.
1: I think that's the that's one of the best things about photography is that it is still accessible many years later. Um, you know, like when you paint an image and you sell the painting, it's gone. Like you don't have a record of it other than obviously an image. But whereas in photography, you always have your images, um, at least somewhere, unless you delete them. Um, I think that's really, really interesting, actually. I think that's very uh that's kind of probably one of the benefits of photography, I would say. True, true. So in terms of your urban geometry, at what point did you decide that you wanted to make it into a book? And what was the process of doing that like?
0: Mm. Uh, it was not really my my decision so i, I oh. got approached yeah i got approached by this uh, publishing house called hoxton mini press uh, so they uh, they found my work uh, and, and then we had email we had a, a zoom call and when they explained me when well, they explained me what they do and what sort of books they publish and then they had a, a, they were interested in uh, because they do a lot of like local based uh, stories about uh, UK or, and London so mostly about I don't know like people from London or small businesses in London which is like very nice but maybe a little a bit too too local so they, they wanted plan to, to other top other topics like architecture and then because I'm sure they could find great uh, material or great photographers who who have a lot of Similar photos like mine, but I don't know focusing on I don't know, London or, or British uh, I don't know, geometry or, or brutalism or something. But they, I think they they were interested in finding someone from other country as well to to see how how it can sell as well. So then uh, they they expressed their idea, and for me in the beginning I was very fascinated and also surprised that uh, somebody somebody wanted to publish my work in a book because. Uh, it was the first uh, offer I ever had like that. and uh, it was it's it was a long process because I think these things uh, take take time. I was not I didn't know how long this this can take, but yeah it took some time, but it, we were working a lot in uh, uh, well, as I also told them that I was uh, I was planning some trips, so I was constantly, showing them some new photos that i had and and at some point we had to you know make the the selection go through the book design so uh, these guys were doing great job and for me it was very interesting to to have all these meetings with them and to learn how how this sort of book is done and um, and also how because i trusted them completely they they know maybe better and also me i have such a personal attachment to my photos, I guess, like every oh, other fair. photographer, that you don't really know what is uh, what is best or what is. I don't know. For instance, in this case, the the aim of the book is to to sell, obviously. So I don't really know what what pictures will sell more. I just know which pictures I like because I don't know. Maybe there's a story behind that, like some personal connection. But in this case, the for me is done for for an audience that is uh, is different than me is uh, so. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy that these guys were very clear in like, okay, we want this approach. For instance, as I explained before, they 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 told me that they prefer pictures without people. And so, and they explained me why. And I was like, okay, maybe if I will do the book by myself, if I will be self-publishing, I will not have taken that approach. But uh, so in a way it's good that they took, like I had a team of people who were I don't know, like, they say I, I was not uh, making the decisions. I, of course, I gave my my input, and I, in, in the selection of photos, we were discussing things, and I, I, I had a say. But uh, it's good that that uh, luckily I know how to make books. This guy is know how to sell books and how to publish books. So I was, uh, for me, it was like a very easy
1: ride. So the book was in progress, and you were still shooting for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, every time I I I went to for instance I think I don't remember when they approached me first precisely but then I I think I still went uh, went to Seoul again and, and maybe I went to to Lithuania once again and to Sweden so I was constantly telling like showing them more work but obviously we had some sort of like deadline okay the book needs to be I don't know like, designed and sent to print uh, in April or I don't remember when it was obviously uh, but but in a, in a way these trips were also not done precisely for the book it was trips that I had already planned or that they just happened you know so uh, so it, when they contact me they were already happy with uh, I mean they check my website I guess and my work so they already saw, enough enough material to a book so everything that came later was just an addition which really raised the uh, the quality because the more choice obviously more quality so I think they were also happy that I was actually working more yeah
1: well firstly that's really amazing that the fact that I approached you and it was completely out of the blue as well I think that says a lot about the strength of your work clearly because that doesn't happen to everybody every day did knowing that you were Going to have a physical book published change the way you created the work.
0: No, not not really. Uh, I actually never thought about this thing that you were asking. But uh, if I think now, like probably it wouldn't, uh, or I, it wouldn't make sense to change because uh, if uh, if these guys saw my work and they liked it and they they saw the potential for, of for publishing a book then uh, why would I change that? I mean, that probably, for me, it was a very rewarding uh, feeling when the, when I got approached by them. So I thought uh, probably that, that this is the right way. I'm doing something good when I find, when people find my work and the whole book, because yeah, I mean, ha- having some pictures published in a magazine is always very nice, but I don't know, it's very easy probably from a photographer to select two, three good photos who they can publish. But having a book or, all about your work that's a different thing so probably i would not it would be uh, not the best for me to to change the way i was doing things because that that meant that i was doing things in in a good way
1: so is there anything that you wish you would have known bef- like earlier before before you created a book or were you we happy with the whole process
0: no i am very happy with uh, with every step I took in all these years and everything I learned. So I don't think I would have changed anything, but but it's true that my first uh, my first photos were like the first urban geometry series that I published. They had a little bit more like um, retouch in them, not, not retouching. in a, I will not modify the architecture or or I will not go like into I don't know, like, like a digital art kind of or but but it's true that I was playing a bit with colors uh, maybe too much or or, I mean not too much but not um, like in a different way that I am doing now so deciding the photos for the book I had to go through some of my old photos and uh, I don't know like give these photos more consistency like make like make I don't know, like draw a line of how how the book should look uh, together with the advice of of the publisher. And there were some photos from the first period that they could make it to the book, but I don't know, they would look a little bit different because, I don't know, in some of them the sky was a bit green or something. So I took these files and I worked uh, on them again uh, in order for the book to have more consistency. So, but in a way, uh, I'm very happy how how I, how I started, and and I'm very happy uh, because it's uh, it's all a process. And maybe if I would not have started that way, there would be no pull.
1: I think that's super fascinating. I think the idea of consistency across the images is a really good point um, because obviously you want it to look consistent. You don't want it to look completely like random and like you literally just turn a bunch of images together.
0: Exactly. This is something I, I guess every photographer learns uh, with uh, practice and practice that or if you look back at your first work uh, 10 years ago or even photographers with like 20 years ago, they probably see that that they in, in quite many cases, I guess that there is pictures that they love the picture, but they will now have, uh, if it's a digital, they will have treated the picture differently. But I think uh, I think this is uh, how how life is and the uh, chance to go back through all files. So everything is very
1: easy. So because obviously they, the selection process was um, a collaborative effort. What was the experience like for you having somebody else look at your work and choosing images?
0: Well, uh, for me, I, I think it's, it's very, very interesting to, to, uh, to understand why why other people will select uh, these photos, but I, I I do this also relatively often, like uh, for instance, if I submit some photos for uh, some awards or for some uh, festival, or then I, I like to get more opinions because as I said before, my photos, well, like photos have a very personal attachment with, quite often with the photographer. So. I really like some of my photos, but it doesn't mean they are the best photos or the more interesting photos. Or so, I it's very interesting for me to have other people like looking at my work and and, and telling me, okay, we would like this or this or this, or we would like this as a cover, or we would like this uh, know, as a in in two pages. We would like this maybe smaller. So because uh, it's I don't know. It's a uh, the book will look not not very different because my work I, I think it's quite consistent now. But there is there is many photos in the in the book that I will maybe not have chosen or at least uh, that I will have given them. Uh, I don't know. Like I will maybe have given the book a different cover or, uh, but 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 not because I think that cover will be better. But you know because I don't know you have more personal uh, attachment to certain photos. So I'm very I'm very happy that uh, I was not the one uh, self-publishing self or, or choosing the photos, because I think these guys probably know better.
1: Of course. But would you ever consider self-publishing a book?
0: N- no, not really. Oh, some people told me that, uh, that uh, because the project was growing and, and then I also... Started to receive some interest, like some uh, online magazines or publications, or, or even physical magazines. They were like publishing some sort of selection of photos. Like, uh, but uh, I don't know. I never thought about uh, self-publishing because it's a field that I don't really know anything about it, and uh, and I'm more into making. For instance, if I will have to invest the money. I would rather invest that money that costs self-publishing, which I don't know how much it can be, but I would, I would rather spend it in a new trip, spending know, two months somewhere and producing more work because, you know, I never expected any of this. So if I have a book published, then it's amazing. But since that was not the goal or or uh, expectation, so if the book happened is because I kept traveling and producing work. So I think I'm more interested in in working or in making photos than in having uh, like my own book published by myself here.
1: Yeah. So I think that's really refreshing because I think that um, for a couple of reasons. And I think firstly, because this whole, your whole career, I guess in a way is like, is actually by chance in a way. Yeah, like it worked out well for you just because you created the work. You know, and I think that's what's really refreshing to see as opposed to being like, oh, I want to create my own book. So I'm going to shoot all these images and then, you know, put them together. Like it's it's like happenstance, but it was like a lucky happenstance and it works out well.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think it, it is, it's very valid also to to have like a different approach. I don't know, maybe some photographers want to uh, create a book about, I don't know, like certain photography trip in the US or or certain project and and then they produce the photos or the work for the book, which is probably like perfectly uh, valid approach. But uh, for me, know a little bit more about how a book is done. So I will feel maybe less uh, scared or less like, I will feel more comfortable if I will have to, or if I would ever decide to publish a book by myself. Uh, because now I, I know a, bit, a little bit more, like how the, a book is designed, how a book is uh, even published, or how different papers. And, and now, when I have, when I have a book in my hands, I pay much more attention than before. Before I had all these meetings with this publishing house, and I and I went through all the process of uh, of, of the book. Then I. I did I was not aware of all the work behind the book now i'm 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 aware and this also this this is a very interesting knowledge for me so who knows in the future I might publish uh, something by myself but I think it's still more I don't know more rewarding when others uh, other people who are in the field and and who also know how how the because publishing is a is a different world so uh, these guys Know much better than me, so I will always prefer if somebody uh, decides to publish my work.
1: I think, yeah, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Is what's really interesting is that it it's always been about the work, like the works always came first. It was never about oh, this is my end goal, and I think that's what's really great about your work and the fact that you did get a book published because it's not like you went out the way to do it; it just happened. And I think that's what I'm trying to say. Like I think that's what's really amazing because. Um, that just shows your level of skill and the you know the um strength of your photography clearly because that doesn't happen to everybody every day um so yeah that's a pretty that's pretty amazing to be honest um no no problem so for you in your opinion what makes a good image so what is like the mm, well uh, there's no one criteria or
0: one I don't know that there's there's many themes, and uh, for instance, if you will take a look at my at my work, you some people might think that I, for me, a good image is one that is know, like perfectly composed or or at least like strong composition and and clean lines. And but this is just my approach. But I I get influenced and I, I follow other photographers who are more uh, I don't know, like I don't know I don't want to say maybe messy or or i don't know like they are not so that when you see the picture it, it doesn't look so organized maybe as mine so it's there is so many criterias for a good image but I think a good image might might be one that uh, stays in your head or that uh, that you wonder something about it like like uh, I think for instance it might be a little easier with a street photographer. Not easier because it's not easy to catch these things, but when you see a picture and and there is people there's probably it's, it's probably easier to wonder about the emotions of the people. so uh, I think this is what what in my opinion makes an image good one that stays in your mind and that that you come back some time later and you wonder something about this photo like or, or even why did the photographer make this photo or or what did what what the, these people uh, were talking about? Maybe the second person is a, a nice because. So I think, yeah, something that stays with you.
1: So do you think that technique is important?
0: Uh, I think you develop your own technique. Uh, as a self taught, uh, I had zero technique in the beginning. and. Uh, well, I I had a in my case it might be a bit uh, opposite as as some photographers because I I took like a quite extensive Photoshop Photoshop course in 2007, so five years before I had my first camera. So so I knew how to go through like the post processing, uh, but I didn't do any photos. So I. I was just using it for, for fun or, or to do some little design, or not very actively. But when I when I, had, I got the camera and I had to, I only had to learn the let's say the technique, like how to use the camera. And of course, like I started to. I, then I, I had to I know, like create my own uh, know, like visual language, but I didn't have to then learn how to post-process, because that part I already knew, so I saved that uh, hassle, maybe. But, uh, uh, yeah, of course, the technique is important, but, I don't know, there's many, photogra- many photographs that are not taken in the best uh, technique, or, I don't know, if you catch a, a moment. For instance, the, the uh, conflict photographers, I think they can't really, uh, I don't know, like, Make the photos in the best technique. They don't have the time to, to I don't know, like, like frame the composition and and give the right settings. They just shoot photos, and uh, because it's very important to catch certain moment or or certain action. I think these photos are are even more powerful, maybe. So, uh, and also experimenting with techniques and is always like very valid. Yeah.
1: So, do you shoot your images digitally or with film?
0: Uh, digitally, yeah. I have zero knowledge about uh, film photography, but it's, it's something that I think I will really enjoy. Uh, if I will, I think I will also enjoy the developing film, uh, which I did, uh, I don't know, maybe once or twice as a kid. You know, in some like work. But uh, yeah, it's, it's something something else to explore. Yeah,
1: and. Um, what are your thoughts on editing images, um, particularly like photographs? Do you think that it's cheating, or do you think that you kind of have to edit images?
0: Neither of them. Like, uh, I don't. I don't think it's cheating, and I don't think you have to. Like, uh, uh, if you are happy with the with the results, and of course, if if you put the effort in 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 the in the technique and and uh, probably. I don't, know, I don't know, I'm not a studio photographer, but I guess when you can control the, the lights, uh, when you can control the subject, like the model or, or the person you are photographing or the, or even the object you are photographing in a studio, I guess if you with the camera with the technique and with the lightning and everything, then you might need very little retouching. If, and in, probably for some photos, you are very happy with how it came out from the camera. But uh, so, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's cheating if you edit the photos. I think it's a, uh, it's a possibility that we have these days, and uh, it's good to just take advantage of it.
1: Uh, have you ever actually thought about shooting at night?
0: I, I do have a lot of photos at night, actually. And when I, in all these trips I made in in Asia, uh, I was I, I probably. More than half of my photos were taken at night because I I really enjoyed um, walking around in the night and and uh, carrying. Okay, I don't enjoy the fa- the fact of carrying the tripod, but I enjoy the fact of having the tripod with me and, and taking all these long exposure night photos with. With I, I really like when there is a lot of traffic or, or or a lot of lights and and um, so yeah, there is a, there is a lot of uh, photos from from my trips, especially in Asia, that are like uh, taking in the night, and also uh, in architecture. I think it's very important to to see the, the building or, or like the subject you are photographing also in the night, because there is a lot of uh, work done also in the light light design and and uh and how it looks uh, in the night is I think is very important, and in some cases it changes a lot the way you see the the subject.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know that. I'm definitely gonna check that out because I didn't I know I didn't know that you did shoot at night. I'm definitely gonna check that out because I'm super curious because uh yeah, I'm super curious about that i
0: i I have a series called um, uh, because I think it's called not not an Ordinary Night in Seoul which I shot uh, in certain, in, in Seoul, well, like in, in other Asian cities, there is plenty of tiny streets who are that are not like, they're not far from the center. They're actually in the center, but they are not like, let's say main streets. So uh, maybe para, just parallel to one of like a big street with a lot of shops, there is like a very tiny street with, uh, just like old garages and like all sort of business, uh, little shops and and normally with a lot of cables, you know, more messy, more dirty. Uh, And I really enjoy walking these streets in the night because there's so many interesting lights as well. So if if you find my, if you check my website, there is uh, in the personal section, there is one series called Not an Ordinary Night in Seoul. This is one of my favorite night uh, series.
1: Yeah, but I'm definitely going to try that out, like absolutely, because I think that's super fascinating. And I think it's um, because it's a completely different city and it's a completely different environment. The nighttime is very different to the daytime; like things are are very different. And I think it's really great to have that balance of the two. Um, I think that's really amazing that you do take advantage of the fact that you're in this location for both the day and the night, and you're taking advantage of that. I think that's great. And what is your what has been your favorite place to shoot? Uh...
0: My fav- i don't know exactly, but I remember like uh, I visited uh, uh, a city in China called Harbin. Uh, Harbin is like one of the coldest cities in in the world, uh, and when I arrived there, it was minus twenty degrees.
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, and then I was told by some locals, oh, but you're lucky, it's only minus 20. Last week was minus 35. And and and, it's, and they actually, in the city, they actually build uh, an ice festival. So with uh, actual ice from the, like on the streets, they they build, I don't know, like a little city with ice. So, so it's, it's really, really extreme weather. And then I went to see, uh, to visit and photograph uh, It's like a theater or opera house. Uh, So I was there, I arrived there in the morning and then I wanted to also shoot it at night. Uh, So I stayed the whole day there and it was very hard conditions, but I don't know, like I was enjoying it so much that I, probably it's hard to say, but one can actually enjoy taking photos in in the outdoors at minus 20 and and you are not like constantly thinking about going home. Probably nature photographers experience this more often. But for me, that was a, and this was a personal project. So it was not like, well, it's worth the money or something. So probably that uh, that day when I was feeling like so cold and then I thought, um, if I'm doing this is because I really enjoy this otherwise I would be now going home and and having some tea or something
1: absolutely and I think that's actually one of the great things is that you're challenging yourself and I think that's that's really great and that's really fascinating that makes me really want to grab my camera and just travel and go places and shoot stuff not with anything not with any idea in mind, but just because you can you know because it's fun because the experience of just going to new places and seeing new cultures and make new people and i think that's really kind of uh that's really inspiring actually to be honest it's very inspiring so interestingly so you shoot personal and commercial work but um do you actually make a distinction between the two
0: yes uh well i guess uh, in a way you have to uh, because you have to uh let's say please the client or 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 you know there are some expectations that you need to fulfill, so you need to understand what the client expects from from you when you are hired. Uh, in most cases, uh, well, I, I don't remember any case that uh, that uh, our views were different. So if they if they check your work and, and your website and they they like you and they contact you, is because they want you to do what you do. So no, uh, normally uh, you they think you are the right person for the photo, so I always had a lot of freedom. But uh, it's, it's always true that you have to, I don't know, like provide them with what they are uh, looking for. On my personal work, I don't have like a like a specific expectation, and I I might change. For instance, if I am walking. A, in a uh, in city, uh, I know that I might want to go to visit certain place, but I might, I know also that it might not happen if I find four more interesting places and on the way that then, I don't know, like, sorry, I had this plan, but the plan can change. But with the client, the plan has to be followed. So yeah, this is the maybe the only difference that you are not so
1: flexible. And um, you also have taught workshops in the past. Yes. Yeah, can you talk a bit about like uh, how does opportunity come about, and kind of what was your experience doing that?
0: Yeah, the, the first time it was uh, it's the first time I visit Seoul. I was invited by a magazine called Pincel. and then uh, there was uh, three three projects that why why I was invited. First, uh, we had a vision of my work. Uh, Well, the main project is that I will spend some time in Seoul, and then they will publish my my work in their magazine. Uh, But during the same time I was there, they they organized a little exhibition of my work. And then the third part was to give a workshop for some local uh, photographers or people with the interest in photography. Uh, And it was very, very interesting experience because uh i well, that, well, first of all because it was first time for me as i was not 100% sure like if people are going to show up or or like what what sort of people what sort of people maybe they they have zero knowledge of um, photography or maybe they have uh, like they are like more advanced so i had to be very uh, flexible on, on that and uh, uh, but the experience was very nice because yeah, there was finally, there was quite many people who showed up, and the, the organizers were very, uh, it was very well organized in a very nice room. And uh, funny thing is that because there were some people who didn't speak English, so they, I had like a first time in my life, I think I had like a live translator. So they, so, so they were translating everything I was saying, which was, I mean, it, it made it a little bit slower, but uh but I don't know, it was like interesting. And uh, since uh, since I was showing them also some photos I already made in Seoul the previous day, so the people were also, it's like, what I mentioned before, like they were like, oh, but this is Seoul before, I right? never saw it before. So you, you see how the people uh, try to get the message, like uh, no matter where you live, there's interesting places to, to take a look or to photograph or to, and, and I it they might not be the nicest looking, but there's there's always some interesting angle or or certain photo uh, at certain point of the day the sha- the shadows make it more interesting. For uh, for instance, the the back cover of my book is a photo done here in Tallinn, and uh, it's a it's a building uh, in a district in Tallinn that. Uh, it's called Las Namai, who which is not like the main district or anything. So people who visit Tallinn, they will never end up there. And the building has almost like no architect architecture interest. But at certain point of the day, there is like very interesting uh, sharp shadows or hard shadows. So if I would see the building Two hours earlier or two hours later, I will maybe not even photograph it. So so these people in Seoul who saw already some pictures from Seoul in the workshop, they were experiencing that. Like, oh, I never checked this place, or I I didn't even know this place existed, or or some people tell me, Oh, I passed this place, I don't know, on my way to work every day, but never really found
1: it so interesting yeah but yeah so it's definitely about paying attention to your environment and kind of just being you know having more appreciation for the things around you i guess would be uh best to describe your work yes and also in these
0: workshops uh it's, it's always nice people also suggest me you uh, know places like right yes, after course. the workshop or even during the workshop they tell me oh you should visit this uh, this building or you should uh, come to this district there's many places you might like so it's, it's very good for me to the workshops happen uh, in other cities or in other countries. Then I really value this uh, uh, feedback or these uh, suggestions from locals who might uh, end up in very in, like interesting places or photos.
1: You know, you're quite a prolific photographer. You've you've shot quite extensively, um, and obviously you're still shooting. Well, obviously maybe not right now, but you're still you have been shooting. You know, quite a lot really. So how do you stay motivated to keep creating new work?
0: uh i things that happen well I, I think i'm still like very passionate or at, I, I could say I'm, I'm still at the peak of of my passion but there are certain things that happen that uh, like keep your motivation high as well or for instance the the book was a very uh, was very rewarding for me and very motivating to to see people who who Wanted to publish my work in a book, so things like that uh, keep you very motivated. And also, uh, I don't know, like when somebody uh, buys a print from my fo- of my fo- of my photos, then for me it's the idea of somebody who wants to have a photo that I took, I don't know, some time ago in some place, that they want to uh, frame it and put it in their house or in their office. For me, it's like. Is very rewarding.
1: Do you think that is possible to overshoot and have too many images?
0: Uh, I I think so. Yes, and and this is something I sometimes think about my like how to keep my website because, as you said, yeah, okay, not this year or last year, but I was in a very prolific rhythm, and and uh, and at some point I thought I might have too much stuff in my website and and uh, so yeah it's, it's a very interesting question like w- what to do when you think you have you are publishing too much or, or you are uh, your website or your let's say portfolio becomes too big uh, never never thought about how to solve it but I I start to think about this possibility that might happen if it's happening yet yeah if you have any suggestions, like, or if you, if you have ever thought
1: about it. Yeah, I just, just thought it an interesting question because you just shoot a lot and you've obviously got a lot. I imagine, as you said, you've got a few terabytes, like quite a few, I imagine, terabytes worth of images. Um, and as a photographer myself, I know how easy it is just to shoot images, particularly if you're shooting digitally. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can end up with, you know, hundreds of images just from one place, you know, in one, you know, it's just, it's easily done. Um, I think you know, for in terms of how to narrow it down, I think that would be down to your, your personal preference and and what you want to show and what you don't want to show. I guess, but also it also must be good for you because you always have something to share.
0: True. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, the, yeah. A lot of uh, materials, and uh, I'm quite active as well on Instagram, so I always have uh, photos to to share. And even now, I go through all photos, and so there's constantly. New photos to publish. Yeah.
1: Do you think that anyone could be a photographer?
0: I think I am quite an example of uh, everyone can be a photographer. Or if not, that, if not everyone can be a photographer, I, I think I could be an example of everyone can uh, reach, uh, I don't know, to a level of professionalism in a field that had no experience. If you are Passionate about it. And if you are, if you, of course, you need to put effort, uh, it's not easy. You need to invest a lot of time. You need to, uh, uh, you need to learn. You need to do some studies. You need to practice a lot. But I guess if you are passionate about it, then it's not, it's not even an effort. It just comes more naturally. So, yes, I think, okay, maybe not everyone, but everyone who is. uh, Fascinate about it and puts the right amount of time and effort. And I think,
1: yes. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a really, really, really great answer. I think that's such a good answer. And I think it's, that's actually true. You're actually probably a great yeah, person I to think, ask. Yeah, fashion is the key, I think, yes. um So do you think that photography is still considered important nowadays? And do you think people still appreciate the time it takes to create something?
0: I think there is uh, people who does and people who doesn't. Like uh, sometimes you you will encounter people who, I don't know, who they will think that, uh, or I don't know, or they would they want to buy a photo for for their apartment and they want to buy a photo for twenty euros. And, and some people understand that uh, that behind the photo there's more work or that they may or that there is a person who. Either lives out of his or her photos, or at least like you know, is trying to build a career, or 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 maybe just these photos are limited series, uh, and there is like a added value to that. So some people don't uh, don't have this knowledge of, or don't give it don't give it the importance that others do. So, but I think it's like in any other field, uh, like for instance, I'm not an architect, but I. I shoot architecture, so I can already tell you that for some people a house is just a house, or a, a museum is, is just is just if they could be a box uh, that with paintings in it, that's enough. You know, they don't really yeah. see the the I don't know, like the functionality and how they how it can be improved. So, but I think it's it's normal, and I I don't think it's like very very important.
1: Oh, that's a that's actually a really good analogy. Uh, yes, and I'm also
0: happy but people who is not so much into photography and they don't see like the value of it and and i'm very happy to to talk to them and okay i don't want to uh, educate that it's not my my interest or my i don't know responsibility but i like to i i like when somebody explain me why i don't know certain certain things that i don't see so important why i should pay more importance yes so i'm very happy to to discuss with people, or, or to tell people why I think uh, photography, or I don't know, paintings, or or design is is more important than than people sometimes think.
1: Yeah, because it's about creating a dialogue and and having a discussion with people. I guess that's what of the best way to put it is. Exactly yes. So, have you ever felt the pressure to create as your audience grows? Mm, uh,
0: maybe less. Last year, when I when I had this, when there was this lockdown, and and I, there was some time that I, that I could just not not do anything, like anything new, let's say. Uh, But then, uh, luckily, it was not long enough, so I was still not feeling this pressure. But I was sometimes thinking, like, okay, if I don't, uh, what if I don't shoot any photo in a year? Like, what what will happen? I don't know uh but yeah like uh, hopefully things are not gonna end up that way but uh, I don't know I guess if if this is I'm, I'm quite sure that one day I will well not sure but it could be that one day I just quit photography or or, or I don't know, start something else and then that's it I don't know. but I don't feel any pressure for uh, if if the pressure will not come from I don't know, like what these people gonna think or are, are people gonna be I don't know like oh this guy hasn't posted anything in a year or uh, that's not really what what will uh, I don't know bother me or worry me It's like if if I don't post any photos in a year because I I don't know I moved to a new field and I'm enjoying it and I'm discovering something new and I'm I don't know like developing or evolving into something new then i will
1: perfectly be fine with that yeah i think that's great i think that's amazing i think that's that's really really great to hear because i think you know there's a lot of um there was i guess there is a lot i guess we said this earlier but there's a lot of pressure on creators to keep creating and to be constantly on the board all the time and, and doing stuff and mm. i think yeah, that's great
0: i believe that if you are uh, i don't know like a like more like academic photography. If you uh, when you were 18 you went to university or to art school to do photography and you have put all all your life into it and and you always knew you wanted to become a a photographer and you always knew you had these goals, then I guess it must be it might be more I don't know like frustrating if you have a period when you are not producing or anything. But in my case everything happened like totally unexpectedly uh, and, and quite late also so I already had some previous experiences in other fields and so I don't, know, I don't think it will be very dramatic for me to find something else uh, to do. It's hard for me to see it happening at the moment
1: but who knows. I think that's a really interesting insight. I think that's a very interesting insight, and I think that's a very interesting consideration. Just because I think people should sometimes often realize that what you're doing now is not what you're going to be doing in a year's time, like and things always change. Um, So I think that's a really good. That's a really good mentality, and I really like that, and I really respect that. Um, I respect that a lot.
0: Yeah, I think yeah you need to change. Well, you don't. Okay, you don't need to change, but but you need to always. There is. Possibility to 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 change. It doesn't mean you change field, but I don't know, like just because you shoot portraits, it doesn't mean you need to shoot portraits all your life, or it doesn't mean that you that you cannot go into I don't know, like a totally different approach. Or so I think photography is such a wide uh, field with so many possibilities that I think it's very healthy to explore them and and to. In a way, if you can integrate them into your own practice, yes.
1: So, in your opinion, what does it mean to be a successful photographer?
0: What does it mean to be a successful photographer? Uh, if if you have had, for instance, in the case I, I described before, if you if you started very early and you already knew you wanted to become a photographer and you Means and efforts into that. You went to school. You, you know, well, maybe did some internship with a photographer, and you, you started like, let's say, like practicing from very young age. Uh, I guess these people might have like. Uh, for me, being a successful photographer, I, even if even if uh, you just love taking photos and and uh, and you you shoot, you go back home, you check the photos if it's digital you check on the computer or if it's on film you, you develop the film and then if if when you look at these photos you are happy with what you got and you, or in film is i guess it's even more like the feeling is even like bigger because you don't know exactly in digital you see the screen but in film you might have like surprises and so if if the feeling you get when you when you see the photos you see the work is a, is a rewarding feeling that I think you are successful. Uh, you don't need to sell photos, or you don't need to work for a client to be successful.
1: Yes. I that's so, absolutely great.
0: Yes, if, if you enjoy doing something, I think that's it. For I think, for me, photography started as a hobby. So uh, if it's, uh, of course, if it's a hobby that brings me some income, then it's great. Uh, so far, it's still a hobby. So, That's great. Uh, I, I I welcome the income, but uh, I I always thought that if I don't enjoy going out and, and spend time uh, ten degrees below zero or or I don't know or thirty five degrees like in Taiwan sweating, then if I don't get if I only get money, maybe I will just not do it because I can get more money in other jobs.
1: That's very true. And I guess my last question then, which is kind of a double question, would be, um, so what are you currently working on, and where can people find more about you and your work?
0: Ah, like what what projects am I doing yeah.
1: now? Yeah. Uh, well,
0: uh, I just published a series here recent, uh, shot here in Estonia, recently. Well, it's divided in three because I had a lot of photos, and I published already two series, and uh, is shot in a district called Lasnamäe, and it's, it's, a, it's um, well, Estonia was uh, occupied by, by by Russia. was part of the Soviet Union, uh, and it got independent in 1991. So during the time that it was under Soviet uh, Union, then there were built, um, like a, like a district based on this like Soviet blocks uh, kind of architecture. distribution and uh, and this district uh, okay after in the 90s when estonia got independent then this uh, construction of blocks stopped and now there's some new developments coming finally there's some investment in this area because it used to be a little bit like left alone Uh, but uh, i i explored that uh, in summer last year and now i went uh, again in february because it was very hard winter this year here, and there was a lot of snow. Uh, so I wanted to visit it again in, like, covered with snow and you know, in, in this like different mood and different light. Uh, and I went and three three consistent, and I got quite many photos. So this is the last thing I I published. Well, I'm happy with people like follow me on Instagram, uh, and of course my website. I'm, uh and i don't know every now and then i get uh, like some something published online but uh, to more about my work i guess probably on instagram and what is your instagram handle uh it's called photography, which is also my website so it's i didn't uh, I like to see
1: that concludes my interview with Andres Gallardo. thank you very much for listening if you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email via theflyingfruitbolt at gmail.com or via social media, especially Instagram. Also the Flying Fruit Bowl audio interviews can now be found on a variety of sites such as Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music or wherever you listen to podcasts if you'd like to support the platform please consider subscribing or sharing these interviews with friends and family Also, please don't forget to check out theFlyingFruitBowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration. And if you're a creative, please get in touch if you'd like a chance to be featured or interviewed. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.